a, it's a dramatic buildup. Uh-huh. You know, you throw a couple more beats on this and it, it could be something. Matt, Same, Matt, right? Matt gives me that face every day. <laughs> Seriously, it can. Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. Welcome to the Flippin' Off Podcast. My name is Melina Boswell, and in the house with me today, I have some special guests, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves, starting over here to my left. Hey, it's David Boswell. Tim Wilkinson. Oscar Solaris. Frank Luna. Okay, you could say hi or something. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> much better. You guys felt like you're so Hey, David. Hey. Tim, Oscar, hi, guys. <laughs> Melina. Right. That's so much better. Okay, so today we thought it would be a, a good topic to discuss something that is near and dear to our hearts, which is squatters. Yay. Yay. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So why do we love squatters? We love hate squatters. Actually, as a real estate investor, squatters is a part of the business that you will inevitably have to deal with. And so uh, we just recently had a ridiculous situation with a squatter that seemed so appropriate to talk about today on podcast. And then that forced us to start thinking about and looking to and remembering all the years of ridiculous and most hilarious. um, I don't know why we find them funny, but we do. We find, we have to find it funny. If you don't find squatters funny, then you're going to be miserable in this business. So you have to find the humor in it and find the um, excitement uh, and it, and so we thought it'd be a good idea for us to discuss and maybe share some of those stories with you guys today, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And our goal is to give you some strategies to uh, deal with squatters. Also, what not to do. <laughs> yes, we have some of those not to do. Don't do this. Don't try this at home. So maybe we should start with that one. What do you think? Should we start with the, this is what not to do. How not to handle it. Yeah. And then I'll, and then I'll, I'll share the most exciting moment I had yesterday. Sure. I can. I definitely have some uh, don't do's. Um, so this was a, a property out in San Bernardino on Little Mountain, I think it was, right? <clears throat> and um, the owner, I forget the owner's name, but he, he was on board to do the short sale, the whole bit. We're working through it, walk the house, blah, blah, all that stuff. And then he calls and he says, hey, I've I've got a problem. There's looks like some people moved into my house because it was vacant. And this is years ago, before years we even knew what squatters were, actually. This is, I mean, we had an idea what squatters were, but there wasn't an epidemic of squatters. Well, not that it was like an actual career. Like people yeah, now there's, yeah. now there's professional squatters, yes, right? Yes, and we can walk through So they've how, honed their skills, come, yeah. yeah they've honed their skills. Mm-hmm. So these, these guys, so I told them, I said, look, go over there, find out who they are, what's going on, let them know you're the owner, you know, just walk them through that. So he did. And they come out and say, well, we're, we have a rental agreement. And he's like, well, this is going to be interesting, right, because I'm the owner, so let me see that rental agreement. So they have a half-torn sheet of lined paper <laughs> with some chicken scratch on it that says that they're renting the place, right? <laughs> you can stay he's here. He's like, well, this is BS. I didn't do that. So he, <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's like, come clean, right? It's still wet. <laughs> so, so he does the logical thing, and he calls the cops. Uh-huh. So the cops show up. And they're like, we can't do anything because they have a, a legitimate <laughs> piece of paper. No. In quotes. No. <laughs> like, that's that's legit. So, so they got that from someone, uh-huh. right? And the guy's like, are you freaking kidding me right, right. now? And they said, this is what? This is now a civil matter. It is a civil matter, yeah. It's a civil matter. So now you have to take them to court. Oh, God. Which means so he's like, ching, ching. okay, so let me figure this out. So they've got power on, they've got water on, they've got all the utilities on, everything's working. 
So he took matters into his own hands. <laughs> right? <clears throat> so he calls me and he says... Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yeah, so this is, this is the stuff that you never do, yeah. right? <laughs> and he calls me and it just... I, I, it was like a moment of silence for me, right, when I'm listening to the guy. Because he says, I'm going to take care of this. Actually, I already took care of this. I'm like, <laughs> okay. He goes, I went over there with a bat. Oh. But I thought that was a bad idea. So I left the bat in the car. And I took some uh, bolt cutters. And I cut the power. <laughs> right? right? David's looking at me like, what, the? I'm like, what do you mean you cut the power? Like, you called... Edison or somebody is like, no, no, I literally cut the cable. <laughs> they have no power. <laughs> they have no choice but house, to move out. And the house next door is on fire. And they're not going to have any power anytime soon. <laughs> so, like, all right. Didn't work. No. It absolutely didn't work. They just busted out some candles and stuff. And they plugged into the neighbor's yeah, house. Yeah. Ran an extension cord extension and life cord. was good. Uh, and that's that's actually one that uh, n never really went through because he eventually just got tired of it. He's like, I'm done. Yeah. I, I don't even care anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to do the short sale, but it's pointless. Can't get rid of these people. The bank doesn't want to cooperate, doesn't want to do anything. So I'm, I'm done. So he walked away from, from it completely. Oh, my God. But so the don'ts, right, is... Nowadays, it's changed quite a bit where a piece of paper with some scribbles on it doesn't constitute a contract. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's other things that, and we'll talk about it, I guess, right? Because mm -hmm. there are some, some things that have changed and what people do and how they get around things. Mm -hmm. But that was like the beginning of like Squatterville, right? Yeah, in, it was. In Southern it California. Was where, like 11 years ago. Yeah, it was a long time yeah, ago. They're just yeah, like, they were just doing things just that mm -hmm. like who, they didn't really care. It was vacant. I move in and I set up shop. And life is good. So, but Crazy. don't, don't, you know, calling the cops is normal. But cops, really, they, they can't do yeah, there's, nope. I mean, there's renters' rights and they kind of fall into their renters' rights. And yeah, people things. think they're squatters' rights and it's mm. not technically squatters' rights. It's really technically renters' rights. And so if they make an argument that they're a renter, that's really what you're, that you right. need to be careful of. Yeah, and I remember speaking with the cop too, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I mean, I get it, man, but mm -hmm. there's nothing I can do. You have yeah. to. This is civil now, so yeah. you have yeah. to." You, you know, I was cash. I was thinking we should stop this podcast right now and sell it for forty nine dollars mm -hmm. on how to squat. No. Oh. <laughs> wow. How to become a squatter? That's good. Oh, how much you want to bet that already exists? Because <laughs> let me tell you something. Uh, let me tell you, I had, okay, so I'm going to go into sophistication now. I've had, that's so funny. I've had, um, <laughs> did you just sing the song? Go ahead. I did. Sing the song. You know what we call Tim, right? Baby. Go ahead, sing it. <laughs> yeah, we, we. <laughs> I sing it all the time. That's the baby shark song. Um, so I, I've had like a, an array of squatters over the years. I've dealt with so many different kinds and I was like they're all starting to come back to me and there's a few that I can that I can share that were really uh, standout ones to me and one of them was probably the most crazy one by far the most professional squatter uh, that I had ever dealt with and it was crazy my seller <laughs> um, was a professional I don't even want to say what he did um, this should have never happened to him though let me just say that um, and so they had moved, him and his wife had moved out of the property and they moved to like a completely different city and then they decided that they wanted to sell the house. So they said, hey, our neighbors have told us, and this isn't a nice 
neighborhood in Paris. And the house was fairly new. I want to say the house was like maybe only seven or eight years old. And they said, I, but our neighbors called and said that there's somebody living there. So I went over and he, and then the seller calls me and says, I went over there. Like there's an entire family. They are moved in. They're not just, you know, they're not like they have some, you know, clothes hung up in the, uh -uh. they got furniture, furnishings, and they're running a daycare out of the house. <laughs> They had done it, yeah, it had taken them like two months, and they, they were like legit, legit living like there. entrepreneurs. Like entrepreneurs, yeah. So I bet you they're the ones that already wrote that curriculum you were just speaking about, Tim. <laughs> Darn it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, it was just bizarre. So I uh, so I walk up to the house, and I knock on the door, and there's these kids, and I'm like, oh, man, this is bad. It's a short sale. The house is in foreclosure, so she uh, doesn't come to the door, so I just start banging on it. And then finally I say, hey, um, we're, you know, I'm from the bank. Bank is here. And I start banging on the door. So she finally opens up the door and says to me, you know, she has a lease in her hand. She met me at the door with a lease in her hand. And she said, I'm a legitimate renter, just like that. And I was like, oh, my. Like, she was not kidding around. And I said, oh, um, and I had to think quickly on my feet because I was I was not expecting somebody to be this um, sophisticated. Prepared. Yeah, <laughs> sophisticated and prepared, like lease in hand. So I said, okay, well, do, do you mind if I come in? One of the biggest things I was concerned about was that I wanted to see the interior of the house. Right? I had no idea what they were doing, so I'm doing a short sale, so I needed to, to gain access to be able to review it. So I get inside the house, and uh, she says, yeah, you know, here's the, the lease. And so I said, okay, well, do you mind if I kind of look at the house? And I walk around, and I see that she's got her adult kids plus her teenage kids, and she's babysitting people. And I'm like, ugh. So I see the house is in decent condition. So I come over and I say, hey, can I see the lease? And she shows it to me. And I'm like, so you're paying rent? She said, yes, I pay rent every single month. I send, I send a money order every single month to the, to the owner. And I said, okay. And she said some name like Billy. And I was like, you know that name? I, 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 can I just see the, the contract? Yeah, yeah. So she shows it to me. So I look at it and I, and I say, oh, this isn't this. Oh. <laughs> just like this. And I look at her and I go. I think you're being scammed, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and she, and she kind of looked at me with her eyes like, I, I am? And I go, yeah. See, somebody scammed you. Somebody scammed you and told you that they own this house and you're paying somebody who doesn't own the house. And she's like, oh. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so both you and and my seller they're getting scammed too you're all getting scammed we should find this guy she's like well i uh, uh I, i'm like so what's what address where do you send the money to oh it's a p.o box in uh sacramento <laughs> i'm like mm, okay well so what are we gonna do i'm like okay i'll deal with this guy but here's don't pay any more rent <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. I'm like, don't pay another dime because you really are getting scammed. I want you to save your money. Now we're going to have to sell this house and you know, you're going to have to move, but you know, we'll help you. We'll help you get moved. I just need you to keep the house in decent condition and um, we'll help you because I feel really, really bad that you've been scammed, but I'll make sure that you can stay here for like another three months at least. And that should help you to save money, you know, and, and uh, get yourself a deposit for your next place. Wink, wink. And so she was like, yeah, thank you. So I turned around, walked out the door, and patted myself on the back because I became friends with the squatter. Yeah. 
and she thought she was scamming my seller, but I scammed her. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I felt pretty proud of myself. So I call my seller, and I'm like, they'll be moving out. He's like, what? And I said, yeah. So they did. They moved all their stuff out. We never had to evict them. And the thing is, I had to do a short sale, so it took me three months to do the short sale anyway, and they moved out exactly the date that I told them to move out. So that was a win-win-win. So that's a great strategy. If you have somebody who is that sophisticated in terms of scamming you, that's a great way to do it. Kind of play along. Play along. <laughs> yeah. Make yeah. them right. Win them over. Yeah, don't make them wrong. Don't call them Don't call them a thief and a crook and tell them what they're doing because they're just going to fight you. So, right? Kind of, we were talking about, and you know, they're still a person. They are still a person. Even though they're not, you know, a functioning normal person of society, they're still... Still There's a person there. An entrepreneur of sorts. <laughs> 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 right? So, yeah. So, um, yeah. how to yeah, open a daycare at no cost. <laughs> yes. Yes. Isn't that crazy? So then um, I've had another one. Uh, <laughs> I've had another one where it was a short sale and I had a guy living in there and he was a total drug addict and I knew it, but he was a harmless, he was just a harmless addict. So I met him a couple times and I would just, every time I was coming over, I would just yell his name, tell him I'm coming over. I'd bang on the door and yell, hey, I'm coming in. And so I would give him maybe five minutes, if even that. And he knew it too. He would get whatever he you know, get dressed, get whoever he had in there, and he would just bolt out the back door, and he would say, I'm leaving Mrs. Boswell, and then that would be it. <laughs> and so I'd go in. <laughs> it's true. It was totally fine. There was never a problem. Your dad wasn't thrilled with me about that when he he was like, what the heck? Yeah, well, it was fine. So generally, people are... <laughs> I don't generally get afraid of, of situations like this, but yesterday... I decided to go over to one of our properties that we're working on right now. And I was actually going over to measure closets because we're getting closet inserts. Yeah, it's actually near done. This is the yeah. the house we're going to house all of the homeless vets in. Yeah, the disabled vets that are homeless, we're going we're gonna to place them in this house. And so I went over there to measure closets, to look at closet space. And um, so I, <laughs> I drive up. And, you know, in, in my heels. And so I, <laughs> I, get a, I get out of the car. As I pull up in the driveway, I see a truck, like, backed up. Uh, yeah, and I see, it looks like a work truck. And I see some lady comes walking out. She greets me as I get out of my car. And she's really sassy, like, kind of aggressively coming at me. She's like, um, hello, may I help you? And I instantly was like, uh, well, how can I help you? And she says, well, we're here doing work. What is it that you need? And I, was, I said, what, what do you mean? You're doing work for who? And then her husband comes around the, the uh, wall, and he's wearing, like, an orange construction shirt. And so I start questioning them. Hey, who, you know, the, the owner invited, uh, how does doing work? And I said, oh, really? Who's the owner? Uh, I, I don't remember her name. And I said, uh, how did you meet her? What's her name? What's her phone number? Where did you get her? And I just start hammering him, right? And I start to realize... Uh, they, they're they obviously scamming me because I'm the owner. So I say, no, like you didn't talk to anybody. Who is it? And what exactly are you here to do? Just to do some work. And I'm like, there's no work to be done. And then I look in their truck and in the back of the truck, I see, uh, <laughs> I see baseboard and I, it's full of stuff. And I realize, holy crap, it's our stuff they've got in the back of their truck. And so thank God I had my friend with me um, who happens to be my trainer who <laughs> happens to be like an ex-Marine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I look at him and I say, do you know what's going on here? Do you see what's happening here? And he says, 
I, I think I do. And I said, okay, can you stay here, hold them? Because I asked them, how'd you get in the house? And they said it was open. And I'm like, oh, no. So I'm like, hold them here. So I go around the corner, walk in the house, and I just see clothes all over in the bedroom, cigarette butts. And I'm so pissed because we just finished rehabbing this house. So I start screaming and cussing and getting really mad. No, you didn't. I did. I know it's hard to believe. But, uh, you know, all the Italian came out of me. And, um, and I'm trying to see what damage is done. So I get on the phone. I call David immediately. So, and then I called 911. Yeah. So, so David, me and Frankie, yeah. me and Frankie are at the office <laughs> eating lunch. We're, we're about to eat. <laughs> about. Right? Yeah. yeah. It was on its way. And uh, I heard the panic in mom's voice. And so I instantly just dropped off everything we were doing. And I said, Frankie, let's go. <laughs> we're going. <laughs> So Frankie jumped in the truck with me, and we we cruised over there. And did you just cruise over? Yeah, we just you took didn't a, do took a light little stroll. No, we we were rushing. Like I a was cruise missile, <laughs> cruise missile. <laughs> right? Yeah. You don't. You just don't know what to expect. You know. All I know is we got my mom of over course. there. Of yeah. course. We don't know. We don't know what these people are doing or what they're capable of. I'm just I'm panicking. Like, David, put your seatbelt on. <laughs> yeah. You, you yelled at him. There's no <laughs> time. <laughs> Thanks, Frankie. Yeah, so, so I had to put the there. seat down. Oh, there was no what? seat. There was no seat when I first got in the back. Oh yeah, the seats were put up. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, you were just sitting on the ground. Frankie jumped in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so then what? So why didn't you? So when we the the whole time I'm driving over there, I'm trying to decide on whether or not we're calling the cops because I know when the cops get there, if these people are moved in. There's mm-hmm. you no know, what what's this look like? I don't I don't know. Maybe we can handle it ourselves. I don't want to just immediately involve the law. But at the same time we're getting robbed. So <laughs> my mom's there. So we decided to call the cops. Um and both of both mom did and so did Frankie on the way over there. So we get there and I'm expecting a cop to be there. And <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. We tell nope. him it's a nope. burglary in progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> still taking like 45 minutes. In progress. Right now. Yeah, I, I actually said, like, I'm here right now with them. Yeah. I'm here with them. Yeah. I'm staring at them. Yeah. So we'd been, we we pull up and it's not, it's not an escalated situation or anything. That be, I mean. Thanks to Sly. It's kind of awkward, <laughs> but Sly is a big, he's a big dude and he's pretty intimidating. So And really calm. And, and very calm. Yeah. Which is. More which intimidating. Is yeah. It's even more intimidating. So, um. So when we pull up, there's there everyone's kind of standing around, and I my first thought is, all right, I need to see what kind of damage is done to the house. I don't really care about what these people are doing. So I walk in the house and I see, uh, what are they called? Uh, pneumatic pneumatic hoses everywhere from a car. So mm-hmm. they're all electrical and um, copper wires inside of them. So there's all of these hoses all over the house. So I instantly I instantly think, okay, well they're he's scrapping. Like I know he's I know he's scrapping metal. So we realized there's pneumatic hoses all over the yard. Like they've been there a while stripping wire in the yard. So, so that was the first thing I see. Now I'm like, want to check and make sure that they haven't gone up in the attic and ripped our unit down and taken anything. You know, there's, there's material. He's already got construction material. So I'm just trying to go through the house to see what's been done. We get into the back room and they've been, so there's holes in the wall. There's a broken window. There's cigarette butts on the ground. They've been smoking in there and there's just, it's like suitcases and dirty clothes just all over the room. They and you know they just moved into this back room. So, um, 
we had one of our helpers with us. So my, <laughs> this is my first thought is they have, I was just here, so I know they haven't been here long. So my, my first thought is let's get all of this stuff out of here now. So I told, his name was Chris, uh, who was with us. I said, Chris, get, there's a shopping cart outside. <laughs> I said, grab that Walmart cart, <laughs> wheel it in here and put all of this stuff in the cart, get everything out like right now. And so the, the hardest part I think about this whole thing is there was two little kids there. Yeah. This is the worst part. And um, he was 12, right? Yeah, one of them them was seven, and he belonged to the couple. The couple who was there. That were there ripping us off. Yeah, and there was 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 a Hispanic boy who was, he's definitely not, uh, not this couple, not not the couple's kid. And um, he was well well read and well spoken Mm -hmm. and really nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was was actually heart-wrenching because... uh, his mom left him with these random people and he's been told to lie. Absolutely. Has been taught how to cover up for his mom. And so he instantly go, I can see it in him. He instantly goes into the, that story mode. You can just tell he's like, I have a story rehearsed and he just starts saying it. And so instantly I told him like, buddy, it's okay. You don't have to lie. Just, I promise you're not going to get in trouble. Like, don't worry about, you know, don't worry about this. And, and tell him, is this your stuff in here? Because we need to get it out now. And he's, he says, yeah, that's all my family stuff. And I said, all right, well, let's go get it. And so instantly when I said that, I could see the relief in his face that we were just going to let him get his stuff. And so he goes inside and he just instantly starts apologizing to me and telling me how sorry he is. And I told him, I grabbed him by his shoulder and I turned him and looked at him. I said, look at me, man, it's, it's not your fault. This is not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. You're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. So don't feel bad. And when I said that, he just burst into tears and I got really emotional. I couldn't even help it. I just started crying. I just grabbed him and hugged him and just held on to him and he latched onto me and he would not let go. He just, it was, it was a seriously emotional moment. So I couldn't even help but get emotional. But so I told him, come on, man, let's get your stuff and let's figure out what's going to happen. He's the whole time. He's like, am I going to go to CPS? Is my mom going to go to jail? Like what's going to happen? And I just keep telling him it's going to be okay. Like no matter what happens, it's all going to be okay. If some, you know, no matter what. So don't stress about it. I promise you didn't do anything wrong. So he's just so grateful. And yeah. And actually it was like the, the conversation was, we didn't want to lie to him. Right. We didn't want to tell him, no, you're not going to go to CPS and no, your mom's not going to go to jail because we didn't know. Yeah. And so David actually said, I just looked at, you know, when, when he asked me, am I going to go to CPS? I just looked at him and I was like, you may, that may be and David said look if you do go it's not going to be forever and if your mom ends up going to jail it's not going to be forever yeah I said if she goes to jail she's going to get out it's not going to be the end of the world and lots of people have gone to jail and that's how it has to go sometimes but it's just it's just how it goes you live and you learn you know so I promise you nothing is the end of the world here and so it's it's hard it's really hard when half of me is irate at this Mm -hmm. this guy who's dragging these kids along and his wife. And it's like, dude, you know, I, I'm a man exactly like you. There's nothing different about either of us except for the choices we decided to make. Mm-hmm. And I look at him as a perfectly capable dude who just, mm-hmm. he's dragging these kids along. And I, it makes me so angry. I, I am instantly just angry at him, but at the same time, there's people. They're just normal people. And Yeah, did you see, I don't know if you saw this, but when we had walked over to the side, um, uh, she, the wife, walked over to him and started apologizing to him. 
she kept on saying, I'm so sorry. I'm the one that got you into this. I am so sorry. And then she starts crying and she's like, I didn't know what we were getting into. I am so, so sorry. And, um, started crying and he was like, it's okay. It's okay. It was the most, it was just the weirdest situation because they were telling a little bit of truth. Probably most of their story was the truth, but then there was the one piece that they were leaving out, which was... They were stealing. They were stealing, and they were getting ready to... They were actually getting ready so that they could move into the house. Yeah, the boy The boy ended up telling me that they met some guy named Ralph, <laughs> and Ralph is basically like a... He's basically a, a house pimp. He... Mm-hmm. he Finds homeless people on the street mm-hmm. and says, hey, I've got this place you guys can move in. Just give me. He finds vacants. Yeah, finds vacants. I got this place you can move in. Just give me X amount of dollars or give me whatever. Give me, you know what I mean? Who knows what that type of person really does. Here's a half a piece of lined paper. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He apparently took your right. course, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he says the Ralph, Ralph. Uh, met him and said, I got this place. You can go and you can pay me in, in a week. So they were trying to get money together. And he said, my mom, uh, the little boy told me my mom got a loan. She was going to pay him today. And then he said that Ralph also invited this other couple who was taking stuff. And uh, the boy's name was Andrew. He said, it's crazy enough. I know. Um, he says, yeah, Ralph invited them too. They came and, and they showed up and we thought they were just going to take the other room. But as soon as they got here, they just started loading all this stuff up. They were just going to, he said, and then all of these other hoses came from a stolen car. And so it was horrible, crappy. Yeah. Horrible situation. Yeah. So, um, you know, for me, I started saying, Hey, you know, there's resources that are available to you so that you guys don't need to be doing this. And the wife looked at me and said, we have a place to stay. We stay in a motel. And I just was like, okay, like I get it, but you know what I mean? Like there's other resources that are available to you and she just, they weren't interested in that. Well, they had a, they had a truck. So yeah. it's like, there's a, a level of pride that they yeah. were definitely carrying. Like weren't sticking to the, we're not homeless thing, but yeah, it's their ego, right? Major. Totally. <clears throat> totally. Except for their son said, well, we don't have a home. Their seven year old boy who was sitting there sobbing scared to death thinking that his dad's going to go to jail yeah and then the, the wife says something to us like you know you don't you, my son is here and you know when the cops showed up he's scared and i looked at her and i said um it is nobody else's fault that your son is in this situation except for yours right so don't use your child mm-hmm. to allow you to get out of consequences because you're the one that brought your son here nobody else that was you hard words but the truth and I needed them to take responsibility because I'm guessing most people give them a lot of slack because they do have this kid. Right. You know? It's and the pity party. Absolutely. It's, it was really, really frustrating, especially because they refused to take any services. So you just never know. It's, it's interesting, right? The, the different range of dynamics mm-hmm. behind the squatters. Because yeah. I know that one we talked about earlier, there was a daughter involved as well. Mm. Right. But wasn't really used in that sense. Mm-hmm. But still the visual there right of Mm -hmm. oh man i gotta kick this person out and they have kids yeah to to tug at your your heart and all that so yeah 
Yeah, that was a crazy situation. Hi, this is Christian Rios. As many of you know, I have been a member of New Wealth Advisors Club for over seven years and got started when I was 17 years old with absolutely no real estate experience. One of the biggest lessons I have learned from being in the industry is the need for authentic relationships. If you're looking for an actual team locally in Southern California with all the resources needed to close deals, register for one of our free workshops by visiting www.joinnwac.com. Thanks for listening to the Flipping Off podcast. What are you going to say? Um, I just, I wanted to ask the question, like, what? so what happened? Like, where, are, are they still in the house? We threw them all in jail. No, just kidding. We didn't. <laughs> I, we- <laughs> no, the cops came, and yeah. based on all of the details, he said there's no way, uh, we, like, they didn't actually steal anything. We got everything out of the truck before. Yeah, because when Sly was still there and I was, you know, losing my mind inside the house, Sly made them unload every single thing that was ours and put it back where they got it. Oh, and then, yeah, yeah which is awesome. Thank you, Sly. <laughs> Thank you, sir. It's pretty fly, Sly. <laughs> <It was good. laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, cop, the cop said, because I said we, we loaded everything up in the, in the shopping cart, and so we told the cop when he, when he got there. I said, I don't know if what our rights really were, but I definitely didn't want you to get here and tell us they had some kind of rights. So um, we enrolled the boy to help us get everything out. And so the cop was like, that is the best thing you could have done. Like more power to you. Cause he said when he got there, he was looking at us going all oh, crap. I'm about to have to deliver some bad news to these homeowners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That it was, but, but the truth is nobody was claiming that they actually lived yeah. there, you know? So that was a good thing. But so we, th- they were cited for trespassing uh, and given a warning so that they never do it again. And that was the biggest thing that we wanted was, you know, obviously we didn't want to send anybody to jail. There was, there was no reason for it. I think we scared the daylights out of them enough that they're not going to ever do that again. Right. It's so usual. I mean, it's 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 almost uh, <laughs> it's the, the, the wife telling the husband what to do. It's exactly it's like, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. It started with Adam and Eve and there you saw it playing out in front of your very eyes. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was watching David deal and then I was listening to you and I spoke to him. It was really interesting how they interacted with each one of us. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't have a chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like You were pressuring them. And then I was saying, so what's really going on here? And mm-hmm. then he's like, and they were just telling me we, we have a lot of things in common. That stuff, the truth part, because yeah. yeah. they were definitely trying to hit a nerve with, well, we do this and mm-hmm. we're here and we had things in common. Yeah. And they're trying to humanize themselves yeah. as yes. much as possible. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I'm like, wow, except for, well, what about the stuff in the truck? We're not <laughs> talking about jacking about my <laughs> stuff right now. <laughs> yeah. Except and, all of our stuff was in your truck. And that's what I just kept on saying to her, except mm-hmm. for you stole from us. Right, that's all true, but you took something that didn't belong to you. But we didn't know. You got your kids. And yeah, your kids. yeah. And I looked at her and I go, you did know. Like, you did. Mm-hmm. You know, you you absolutely knew what you were up to. That's why you approached me the way that you did when I walked in the front, when I drove up. Like, there was you, you all knew what was going on. And you're just, you know, you took the opportunity to do the wrong thing. That's really what happened. And you got caught. So congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was thinking, we know we need a video camera there. Yeah. Because remember what happened at that other property, uh, some people, um, Goldenville, some people broke in there. (laughs) I have video cameras. They went for a swim, though. They they were back and forth. It wasn't the first time they were there. (laughs) No, this was was their vacation home. Yeah, they came out the place. They went into the driveway, and he was looking around. And I was like, "Who's this guy?" So he came back that night. (laughs) So um, 
we pulled up and we just were like, what's going on? We I called the cops because they hadn't broken into the house. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know what, what it was, but they were driving a stolen car. They were breaking all kinds of laws. And that's just how they live. But I was just thinking, because when we went to go over there this time to Lindsay, I didn't know what was going on. Like, <laughs> we were thinking it was a robbery. Now, there's some there's other individuals, there's people squatting. They're robbing from each other. Yeah. And that happened over the weekend, right? Cause yes. Yes. This, like in two days yep. of not having a video camera there. Oh, my gosh. I wonder how, what were they doing? How many other people had been there? <laughs> you know? And this isn't the first time someone's been there. Yeah. I've yeah. just, this is the first time we saw somebody. Yeah. Like, I would go, oh, my gosh, let me jump through this window, and I, I get their stuff out, and I don't know. It's, it's just there's definitely. A, they, if you have a vacant house, I mean, yeah. if you, in, in this game, it's pretty much inevitable. If you have a property that is, you know, you've done work on, it's mm-hmm. sitting there, and it's vacant. And, you know, sometimes the owners invite people in. Mm-hmm. Then sell you the house and leave the people there. <laughs> oh yeah, that. And just then happened. they don't want to go, right? Yeah. So there's We're also experiencing there's that right also now. That other side, right? Of it right yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. We just bought a house where uh, we got it at a great price, but here's there's a backstory, and that is this: uh, one of the owners invited. He had a friend, and she she says, "Hey, I need a place to stay for a couple of days." And he said, "Yeah, that's fine. You can stay, you know, at the house for a couple of days." And then she just didn't leave. So then she was there for like two weeks and then she invited her friend and then her sister-in-law and then her sister-in-law's husband and they were all of a sudden all these people are leaving inside the house and they refused to leave. And they've been there for about a year now. <laughs> they've been there for a year, never paid a dime, totally living there. So it's like, are they squatters? But they were going to do yard work. Oh, that's what they told exchange. me. That's what they told me. And the yard was just a joke. So, yeah. So the seller basically said he was afraid of them. Seller was absolutely afraid of them. He said, you guys, yeah, he said they were gangsters. (laughs) (laughs) So so we went over there, we met him, and then I I realized I was frustrated because when I spoke to them, uh, I I knew that they were articulate, intelligent, and fully capable of working jobs, of doing whatever. There was nothing wrong with them, and so that frustrated me, you know, that they just chose to squat and to pay nothing and to live like absolute pigs. That was the worst part. The house was disgusting. So um, anyway, so I finally decided, I said, you know what, I think David needs to go over Mm -hmm. because David has the ability, I believe, to communicate with them, and he'll probably be able to... um, get them to listen. He's like the squatter whisperer. <laughs> he's just good at, he, Minus yeah, the he's just a good community. <laughs> There's no whispering happening with David. And it was actually really funny. David tells me, mom, stay calm when you're there. Cause I was like, oh, I already lost my mind. Like, I already went off. And so I'm like, but it's a good thing Sly's here. Sly's real calm. David's like, good, just relax. Don't be all loud. And don't be, don't be too upset. I'm like, I'm not. And so David comes in, Rah! just like screaming. His, en- his energy Save level, it for me. his energy is like a 15. Oh crap! Yeah. No. I had to put the car. I had to put the car in park. And you did? jumped out. I was rolling. I'm like, oh no! I'm just kidding. <laughs> did it break you? No, I did. So afterward, oh. when you walked in the house, I look at Sly and I go, "Yeah, he's my son." He's like, "He is clearly your son." I don't know what you're talking about. I know. So that's not how he approached the other ones, though. The other one, he was really calm, collected, and and actually got them on board, right? Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. to be willing to. Yeah, so I didn't even know what to expect when we got there. I knew that we had tried a few, and we had tried a few things before I had got. I had, we decided I was going to go, and this is just, the other one. Yeah, in, this on is the, the one right in La- yeah Los Angeles. Uh, they just uh, they just were uncooperative, right? So Amir had tried a few times to. 
They, they say, actually declined money. They did. We offered them money, and they declined A it. good amount. Yeah. 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 So Way, way more than we should have offered. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> actually, more than I offered. So um, yeah. which worked out. Worked out pretty good, but so we get there, and um, my first impression is that there's just trash all over the yard. They have. <laughs> it's funny. They said they were gonna do yard work, but I don't know. They they were gonna organize the the yeah. trash bags into I don't even know. <laughs> so there's Horrible. all trash bags. It looks like a homeless camp. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. blue tarps over everything, and so uh, we had given thirty or a uh, twenty four hour notice so that we could go inside, and that that's the law. So we. We knock on the door and open the door because we're there and we are coming in. And so that's, you know, that's what we've let them know we're doing. So as soon as I start talking to them, I realize they're really capable people. Mm-hmm. They're not, they shouldn't be living like this. And mm-hmm. so he, um, they definitely wanted to be treated like people. They didn't want even, I don't think they even looked at themselves as, as squatters or, you know, so right, right. I kind of met him right there. And so actually what I did was shame them <laughs> for how bad their house looked, you know? <laughs> so they're, they're act, I'm just meeting them right where they are. So mm-hmm. I can, this place is just trashed. So I instantly started saying things like, what, what's wrong with you? If this is your, ha- this is your house. Like, why are you, how are you going to let your house look like this? Mm. How do you live like this? What kind of quality of life are you living in? What, Aren't you embarrassed at your front yard when people walk by? They look. I'm talking to you right now, and you you seem like a normal, awesome guy. Like you actually have some skills. I can tell. What? Why do you live like a pig? Why do you guys? Why do you have no pride in where you stay? And so they they start. I it's working. I, I can see the shame coming onto them, and they're like, you know, you're right, you're right. So I just keep rolling. <laughs> David's like, all right, I, I think I found the vein. I think, I think I found I'm the vein. The pain point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I started talking to them about work and what they have, you know, what their experience was in the past. And so I find out there's, there's the, the, there's a married couple, Mm -hmm. there's a married couple. And then the man's sister Mm -hmm. is, is staying there as well. And so the sister is disabled Mm -hmm. and she's going to go do her own thing at the end of this. And then the couple is going to go do their own thing. And so what I basically what I came to the agreement and that I mustered up in my head while we were there. And the idea I had was to enroll the man and the wife to start cleaning up the project. He's tells me he's done demo work in the past. So I say, dude, I got to do, we have to demo this place. It's going to, we need a lot of demo work done. So either I have to go find somebody to do the demo job here for a good price or you do it and I pay you to do it. And at the end of this, so I, what the agreement was, we allowed him. We said, I'll, we'll let you stay here. I want you to clean the place up and take some pride in it like it's actually yours. And then through the, through the process of rehabbing, I'll let you do the demo. I'll pay you for the demo. I'll offer exactly the same amount of money that it would cost us to evict you and go through, go pay the courts to get you guys out and leave you with absolutely nothing. I'll redirect that three grand to give to your sister and then let's work towards getting you guys a place. Like, what, what are you going to do? You can't stay here forever. Like, this place is going to be gone. So you can either have a lifelong friend with me, somebody who I, we have work. So if you do a good job on this demo, then you can absolutely do more work for me. And think about this. If you, if, if, you wanna, if you really wanted to do something with your life, you could absolutely do a few demo jobs. You can save up like 10 grand and go buy a dump truck. <laughs> and now all of a sudden you can start yourself a business. People need demo jobs for good prices all over LA. Yep. Why can't you do that? Like picture that in your head. And so he, the, the wheels just start turning in this guy and he's like, 
you're, man, you're right. I could do that. <laughs> I think it's I could true, really though. do that. I'm totally true. So that's great. So we uh, we tied it all tied it all together and um, shook hands and said we'd get a dumpster out there. And so we're gonna we're gonna write up the agreement and get the dumpster out there this week. But he was already texting Amir saying, "Hey, man, we've already done a lot of work. We've we've they actually took a trip to the dump and paid to have some of the trash taken to the dump." And he's asking for the dumpster because they want to get the yard cleaned up so they don't look like yeah. squatters. That's so great. That's, See, that's, so <clears throat> that's a, a perfect example, right, of um, the value of having a team, mm-hmm. right? And knowing each other's skill sets mm-hmm. and, and all that because then you can kind of bring the right person in. When we exhaust other measures, you bring another person in, right, that, that can take a different approach that – because inevitably, at some point, your emotions get involved. Totally. And as soon as you reach that level, you need to be able get to step out. back mm-hmm. and bring in a fresh body in to, to handle it. So exactly. that's that's the power of it all. Yep. Cool. Cool. All right. For you guys, your listeners out there, I hope that this provided some value for you so that when you think about when you're looking at uh, rehabbing properties, buying any kind of properties, if you have a squatter situation, remember all the uh, sweet details and sweet uh, yeah, Preventative tips. maintenance, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah some preventative maintenance, something yeah. like always check on your property. If, yeah. if you aren't in the area, have somebody that's in the area, mm-hmm. just go over there and walk in the house and hang out for maybe 20 minutes and like just show presence. And if you can get security cameras, mm-hmm. absolutely. If you can get security, cause the only way that you'll be able to prove how long somebody has been there is if you have a camera. And if, so if legally, if the cops show up and you have a squatter there and you can't prove how long they've been there, he, you have to go through the courts. There's no other, there's no other option. They can't prove it. You can't prove it. So protect yourselves if you know, get into this situation. And, do some preventative maintenance. Yep, 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 yep. All right, guys. Yeah, great stuff. So great, great talk today. We are NWAC, and we are flipping out, flipping off. I'm Melina Boswell, your host of the Flippin' Off podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we'd love for you to subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and tell your friends all about us. You can find more episodes of the Flippin' Off podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you like to listen to awesome podcasts like this. If you like what you've heard, we'd really appreciate it if you'd follow us on Facebook and Instagram and tell us the stories that you'd like to hear. Tim Jackson is our senior producer. Luke Jackson is our editor. Brothers. Josh Maldine is our producer. Sound design by Frequency Factory. Our executive producer is Mind and Mill. This was all created by Dave Boswell for New Wealth Advisors Club.